Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Wood Perspective. I'm your host, Kelsey Wood. Happy Wood Wednesday, everybody. How are we all doing? Are we ready for Christmas? (laughs) That's the main question that I have for you today, because spoiler alert, Christmas is next week. And that is insane to me. So I hope if you aren't ready for Christmas and you still need to do Christmas shopping, that you are getting ready for Christmas this week because you're running out of time. I start Christmas shopping so early and people always make fun of me for it, but I'm usually starting my Christmas shopping in November just because A, it helps you space it out a bit so you're not like dropping hundreds of dollars all at once. And B, that way, once you put your Christmas tree up, you have presents to put under it, which just makes it feel 10 times more like Christmas in my mind, because it just feels so cozy with presents all under the tree, have like a certain wrapping paper for each person, like Jordans are all one color, my friends are all one color, and then my family gifts are all one color. Just decided to go all out this year. So I hope if you are doing Christmas shopping this week that... You don't, just don't go on Saturday. Don't make the mistake that I made. I went to Target last weekend. I know you guys knew that because it was my forward thought for last week. And it was so stressful. I don't know why we thought it was a good idea to go to Target two weeks before Christmas on a Saturday, but it was so busy. Like there were at least three to four people in each aisle with their cart, just clogging it all up, you know? And then the checkout counter was insane. So that is your warning. Don't go to Target or really any store a Saturday before Christmas. It just wasn't a good decision. But we did get everything that I needed to get done, which was great. I just think that we planned poorly. (laughs) So (laughs) just get your shopping done during the week. I know it'll still be crazy because it's the week before Christmas, but hopefully it will not be as crazy as it is on a Saturday. But like I said, I got pretty much everything I needed um, from Target. I just need to get a few finishing touches for Jordan's stocking and just a few miscellaneous things, but then I'm done. So it feels really good. I'm not too stressed. Um, I'm sorry if you are a procrastinator, but just go get it done. Go get it done today. Okay, as for our forward thoughts this week, um, last week they went well. We went to my husband's Christmas party at the zoo. It was freezing cold, but the lights were pretty. Um, I don't know what I expected. I think I expected to see more animals than I did, but granted, I did not see a single animal, so I mean, it's fair that I expected to see a animal at a zoo, but I didn't see a single one. So go figure. They were all sleeping and trying to keep warm. But yeah, they gave us some free swag, some free drinks, free hot chocolate, um, and we just got to walk around and see the lights. We didn't stay for super long because it was (laughs) really freaking cold. Um, And I know I talked about last week how they usually give out some pretty good prizes. We found out that this year they're just giving everyone a Christmas bonus, which is super nice. I'm not mad about it. Um, but I didn't win anything. (laughs) So, I mean, I wouldn't have been the one to win anything anyway, because it's my husband's company, but, um, they're just giving everyone a Christmas bonus on the next paycheck. So that was super nice, but yeah, we didn't stay at the zoo for too long because it was just way too cold and it's pretty far from where I'm at and it was dark and I don't necessarily like driving in the dark. So, I have great vision, but it just freaks me out. And obviously, part of my forward thought last week was also going to Target. I know I already talked about that, but I got to spend some time with my friend Alina and her baby. And I just, it is the absolute greatest thing seeing your friends become moms. I don't know why. 
I love when my friends have babies. <laughs> I really only have two friends that have babies, but it's just such a cool feeling. I don't know why, especially just friends that you've been friends with for a really long time. Like obviously my best friend, we've been friends for so long and just watching her become a mom was so cool. And I just love her kid to death. And now Alina just had a baby. He's only like a couple months old. And it's just so cool watching your friends go through that transition, especially because it's just something I haven't experienced yet. So it's nice seeing them go through it. I can kind of get tips and pointers from them for when it's my time. But it's just like the coolest transition to see your friends move into motherhood. It's just the sweetest thing. And I just love it so much. Anyway, um, forward thought for this week, honestly, is to just get through the week because next week is Christmas. I have a lot of time off from work. So that's what I'm looking forward to for next week. And so this week, it's just getting me there. I know I mentioned last week that it's been kind of a rough go mentally and it kind of continued into this week. So I'm just trying to get there, you know, just trying to get through the week. And then I can look forward to the time off that I have next week. Christmas festivities is my favorite time of year. So it's going to be a good time. That's what I'm looking forward to. I hope that you all are able to find something to get you into the next week. Okay, bachelorette recap. Last week was the mental all. There was a lot that happened, but then at the same time, not enough that I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Um, but the one thing that I did want to address is I thought it was so weird that they forced Tasha to be confronted about her breakup with Zach. I just felt it was very awkward the way that they did it. Like they just like came back from a commercial break and then Caitlin was like, Tasha, there's something I want to address with you. And she's like, you're not wearing your engagement ring. I'm like, geez, that's not a subtle way of bringing up her breakup. Like that was sad. And to do it in front of everyone, it just felt a little weird. Like, I feel like they could have had a conversation with just her and Caitlin or like the producers or something backstage and been like, are you doing okay? I know you broke up because I know it's just because they want us to know that Tasha and Zach broke up. But it just felt weird that they were doing it there. And then Tasha had to get up and run off stage because she was so upset. It just made me really sad. <laughs> and I'm sad that they broke up anyway. I liked them a lot. But it was just weird. I don't know why they felt it was appropriate to do that. Obviously, they have their reasons. And I'm sure Tasha was warned. Like, I don't think they blindsided her and did that. But it just felt weird. Um, the drama with Peter and his damn pizzeria. <laughs> that man is so annoying. And honestly, that's all that I feel like needed to be said. I mean, she had good conversations with Rodney and with Rick. Like, I thought all of those conversations were good. But honestly, I didn't really love most of her men until it was about top six. So those were really the only conversations I really cared to hear about. So that's all I'm going to say about The Bachelorette this week. But I did want to talk about some other stuff that I've watched the last week that I've enjoyed. <laughs> so buckle up. Um, first up is the Netflix comedy special that Pete Davidson did. So if you like comedy and you don't hate Pete Davidson you should watch it. Jordan and I were dying laughing. I have never really had a thing for Pete Davidson, but he's been in the spotlight a lot lately with, you know, the whole him dating Kim Kardashian thing. Um, but so I've seen him more and more and I think he's absolutely hilarious. And I don't know, I feel like Pete Davidson is the guy that you hooked up with 
in high school secretly and you didn't want anyone to know about it because you were like a little embarrassed about it because he was like grungy and cool but you just like kept being drawn to him for whatever reason but you were still a little embarrassed but then when you grow up and you come home for the holidays you like secretly hope that you run into him and like relive your high school days (laughs) if you know what i mean i don't know if you listen to the bad broadcast maddie explained him as line cook energy and i definitely agree (laughs) there's something about him that just screams that he's probably been a line cook at some point in his life and i don't know there's just something about him i i love he literally snags the hottest women in hollywood like he literally almost married ariana grande and then now he's with kim kardashian (laughs) i just i don't get how he's getting all of these freaking 10 out of 10s But, I mean, Kim has been with Kanye for how many years now? Like, a long time. So, I'm sure she needs someone like Pete to show her a good time. So, I'm here for it. I don't really love Kim all that much. I'm a big Kardashian fan, but Kim's not one of my faves. I think she just needs some wild nights with Petey. (laughs) So, I'm here for it. Um, Next, I watched the most recent season of Selling Sunset. I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast. I love that show. It's such a good show. Um, The fourth season came out and I binge watched that baby in like two days. I'm not even exaggerating. It was so good. The the episodes are just not long enough. (laughs) It's so good. And I love seeing all of the houses and all the drama that these women have. It's amazing. It's, It's a great show. Um, And then the last one, we watched a new movie on Netflix over the weekend called The Unforgivable, I think is what it's called. It has Sandra Bullock in it and Viola Davis is randomly in it too. Um, I love Sandra Bullock, so I'll watch really anything with her in it. But it was like this thriller meets like, I don't know how to describe it. It was really good though. Um, She basically like went to prison for something um, that she did in her past and she got separated from her kid sister and she wasn't allowed to contact her sister and so when she gets out of prison she tries to find her and it's just like this thriller it's really good actually so if you like a good thriller drama you should definitely check it out okay that's enough <laughs> tv talk for the week um on to our topic for the week fears fears are so fascinating to me because they can be like the most random things that it's like why the hell am i scared of this but then at the same time you understand it because it's just creepy and so i asked you guys what your fears were rational or irrational because i know there are some things that terrify me that literally will never happen but it's still so scary (laughs) so i asked you guys for your rational and irrational fears i'm gonna share some of mine too but there's some good ones in here So we're just going to dive right in. So I guess my top fear is pretty rational. It's drowning. (laughs) I don't know what it is about drowning. It just absolutely terrifies me. And so I have a hard time in big bodies of water. I'm not the greatest swimmer. I mean, I can doggy paddle. And I think I could doggy paddle enough to the point where I wouldn't drown Or I would just flip on my back and just float because I can float like that for days. But I feel like drowning is just the worst because you're literally forced to just sit there in the water until you either pass out or start choking. And that just 
sounds so horrible. I know that in most instances, I think you usually will pass out first because of lack of oxygen, but just the whole scenario (laughs) just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't. I'm also just afraid of big bodies of water because I just don't like not knowing what's in there. Like the fact that we have only explored 5% of our oceans absolutely terrifies me. I see those videos on TikTok that are showing things that we've never seen before popping out of the ocean and all of the comments are like, we've only explored 5%, like we don't even know what's in there. And it gets me thinking and it's absolutely terrifying. And I don't want to explore it. (laughs) So (laughs) you will never catch me in the ocean past where I can touch. I will just sit at the beach and just kind of float in the water with the waves And that's all you'll catch me doing because I'm scared of drowning and I'm also kind of scared of just anything that could be in the ocean. Now that I'm talking this through though, I think my initial fear I think is drowning because I'm actually just scared of lack of oxygen because (laughs) it can be the simplest thing like feeding my dog every morning. We keep his food in this container in our laundry room and I have to bend over to get like scoops of his food and I hate the smell of it. So I'll hold my breath and this is probably like a 10 second encounter, but I will start panicking because I can't hold my breath. I suck at holding my breath. I can probably only hold it for like 20 seconds, but I start panicking because I can't breathe. And I know I've even thought about breathing too much And it like screws up your breathing pattern and it makes me panic and think that I'm not getting enough air. Maybe I'm just crazy, (laughs) but I hope some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Like if you think about your breathing, because you don't usually think about it, it's just something that you do. And so if you actually think about it, it makes it harder. And so I think that's my actual true fear is just lack of oxygen. And I just tied that in with drowning because that's what drowning is, basically. And yeah, I don't know. Both of those things terrify me. Um, I know a lot of you sent in stuff that has to do with the ocean, like you're afraid of sharks, you're afraid of just anything in the ocean that you can't see. So I am 100% with you on that. Um, One person said sharks in a swimming pool. (laughs) Which is just funny because obviously that'll never happen. Um, But she said that she's afraid of a shark being in the pool, which is a completely irrational fear, but it's hilarious. And I will, I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought of that before as well. (laughs) So, but I can assure you that will probably never happen unless you're at some weird sea world type place that keeps sharks in pools, which is just really sad. Um, But you can probably say that that'll never happen in your life. Okay, jumping into the others that you guys submitted. A lot of ones said just spiders and snakes, which I expected. I lived in a house when I was super young that was, it had a field right behind it. And so there were a lot of snakes that we got in that house. Not in the house, but like in our backyard. Um, And so I got acquainted with snakes at a very young age. Um, Doesn't mean I like them though. And we only ever really got the small snakes, you know, the tiny ones that aren't even harm, they will never harm you. Um, And so I have only ever had an experience with a big snake once or twice. And I was traumatized as a kid, I think, in like fifth grade. I remember I had this teacher and he had a pet snake. And 
sometimes at lunchtime, it was time to feed the snake and he would allow children to come into the room and witness him feeding his snake a live rat. And he like made it kind of like a game. And thinking back, I'm like, this is this was a sick guy. (laughs) He would have people like sit in a circle and he would let the snake go and he would let the rat go or the mouse go. And you would watch it catch the mouse. And I just am such a animal lover that it I think it just ruined me at a young age and traumatized me. So I'm not a fan of snakes either. <laughs> long story short, I don't even know what made me tell that story. But long story short, also not a fan of snakes. Um, spiders, I would rather deal with a spider than a snake, but I still make Jordan kill all of them. If I'm home alone, I will usually just vacuum those babies up because I'm, I don't like killing them just because I'm scared that it's going to jump at my face. So I'll usually just grab the vacuum. And everyone tells me that (laughs) if you vacuum them up, it doesn't kill them. But in my mind, it does. So if it doesn't actually kill them, I don't want to hear about it because that's my favorite technique. Multiple people said escalators. I knew that my sister was going to put this because she has always been terrified of escalators, Um, but other people did too. So apparently this is a common fear. I don't know if it's just you're scared your foot's going to get stuck in the escalator. I know my sister, I can't remember if it was like a dream she had that traumatized her. I'll have to ask her, but I think she had a dream or heard about something happening where like the escalator opened up at the top and you got like sucked in. I'm pretty sure that was a dream. I don't think that really happened. (laughs) But she's been traumatized ever since then. And every time we get on an escalator together, she is very careful about where she steps. Like she won't step on the cracks at all. She will never like hold on to the sides or anything. And then she just like hurries and jumps off. So it's been a thing for as long as I can remember with her. But apparently other people are scared of them too. So it's a pretty common one. Okay, next is grasshoppers. And I absolutely hate grasshoppers. For some reason, they freak me out. Like, I do not need some creature jumping at me. And they just are always at the most inconvenient places. Like, I'm just walking my dog, minding my own business, and freaking grasshoppers are jumping over us. It just freaks me out. So, I'm with you there. They are gross. Them and praying mantises. I know that praying mantises are harmless, and so are grasshoppers. But I just don't like bugs and insects. Like, I just can't. I can't do it with them. So it's nothing against them. (laughs) Nothing against the grasshopper or the praying mantis. You can do your thing. Just leave me out of it, please. Okay, next is needles. And I do not share this same fear. I know that a lot of people do, but I grew up, my mom is in the medical field. I also went and got my medical assisting certification. I did phlebotomy for a while. And so I've just been around it a lot and I know how to draw blood and all of those things. So it doesn't really bother me. And then also I have a lot of tattoos. So those types of needles don't bother me either. So I've never understood it, but I know my sister also has this fear. Um, So I know it's a thing. I know people pass out when they get their (laughs) blood drawn or anything like that if they even look at the needle but that just doesn't affect me. But I know that a lot of people deal with that. Okay, now this one I had to look up and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, so I'm sorry if I <laughs> if I butcher it, um, but it's submechanophobia. 
submechanophobia. <laughs> S-U-B-M-E-C-H-A-N-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Um, apparently, what that fear is, is the fear of partially or fully submerged man-made objects. So if they saw a car in the ocean, like, you know, the footage of um, shipwrecks or cars in bodies of water or something like that, that's what this fear is. So these people can't deal with things that are man-made being partially submerged, which is fair because I don't think things that are (laughs) man-made normally are meant to be submerged. Um, And so it just kind of creeps people out. I also kind of get the creeps when I watch those videos of like shipwrecks. You don't like the fact that there are still parts of the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean and people can swim down there and see it. It just freaks me out that like a lot of the things you can pinpoint like what it was when you're looking at it underwater. And it just freaks me out because at one point that was a super like extravagant ship that people were spending time on. And now it's at the bottom of the ocean. It's rotting. It's just like decaying. It's decaying is probably the wrong word, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just so creepy. I wouldn't say that I have a fear of that, but it does give me the creeps. So I definitely feel that one. Um, Another person put in trypophobia. I've heard of this one a lot. It's the fear or disgust of clusters of holes or weird patterns. I did not understand this one at first when I think I asked you guys for fears like a year ago on my Instagram when we talked about fears and someone submitted this one as well. And then now we got it again on this round. And so I know a lot of people have it. But the first time I got it, I was like, what? I don't get it. Why are they afraid of holes? But it's just like an uneasy feeling they get when they see like a weird pattern that has a bunch of holes in it. And I was looking up pictures of it before this podcast and I can definitely see how it would like give an uneasy feeling. I don't know about a fear necessarily, but definitely like an uneasy feeling about some of these pictures I saw. I don't know. If you have this fear, I would love to talk to you about it because it kind of fascinates me. Because if you think about it, there are a lot of things that have these types of patterns and like that have holes like that, you know? So I know there are a lot of people that have this fear associated with different fruits like pomegranates. If you're trying to get the pomegranate seeds out, it like forms the holes of where the seeds were before. And so that's an example of a pattern that would give these people the creeps. So I don't know, super weird, but I know a lot of people that have it. Okay, next is touching the shower drain. I don't get that with the shower, but for some reason the bathtub drain is kind of freaky to me. Like I always think something's gonna crawl up there. And I think it's because we have actually had a few spiders that we've seen crawl out of the drain. And that just, ew, I just can't even handle the thought of a spider Imagine just taking a bath and a spider just crawls up the drain and just swims on up to you. (laughs) It's horrible. And we've just been like getting ready for bed at some point and we see a spider in the tub and I'm like, how did that get there? And Jordan tells me it came up the drain and that just makes me sick. So I get it with that. I don't really understand it with the shower drain, but I do know a lot of people that have this fear and can't even like touch it when they take a shower. I had to clean our drain out the other day because 
I have long, luscious hair and <laughs> it clogs up the drains. So I was cleaning it the other day and I had a similar thought. I was like, what if something just grabbed me right now? So I know there's a lot of things just <laughs> going around in your mind when you're doing things like that that create that fear. And I'm sure it's in like a lot of horror movies where things come out of drains. So totally understandable. Okay, the most common one that I got is dying or having a loved one die. So a lot of people have a fear of dying, which is completely understandable. I feel like it's the one thing in this life that we will never understand or know what happens until it goes, until it's our time. So it's just the fear of unknown for me, especially because I'm not a religious person. So I don't really believe that anything happens after death. So it's like kind of just like a waiting game, <laughs> just trying to get through life and then hopefully something happens on the other side. But I don't know what happens and honestly, no one knows. So it's just one of those things that it's more of the fear of the unknown rather than the fear of it itself. For me anyway, I know a lot of people just have fears around dying in general. I just want to go smoothly. You know, I just want to go in my sleep. I don't want to have anything dramatic happen. And I definitely want to be the one to go first out of me and Jordan because I don't think I could personally handle it if he died. And I know he has the exact same thoughts as me. He wants to go first, but hopefully I win this battle. <laughs> this is one battle I will win, maybe. We'll see. But I know a lot of people have that same fear. I think loved ones dying is one of mine too. Like I I don't know what I would do without specific people in my life. And I honestly haven't had to deal with a ton of death in my life. I've been fortunate in that sense. I know a lot of people my age have already lost parents and people have lost siblings and that's just hasn't happened for me, which I'm super grateful for. I've only dealt with losing grandparents, which is hard. Um, a lot of it happened when I was super young. I lost both my grandpas when I was super young, but when I was 12 or 13, I lost one of my grandmas and that was probably the hardest loss that I've had um, in the family just because I was super close with her um, and she passed away of cancer and she was really young. And so it just, it hit me really hard. Um, but luckily that has been the only type of situation I've really had to deal with. I haven't dealt with a ton of loss. So I've been very fortunate on that and obviously knocking on wood because I could not handle if any of my close friends, family, if they passed away super early, I I would be a hot mess. So I can't even handle thinking about the fact that my dog will not outlive me. <laughs> like the fact that I have to outlive my dog that kills me. I wish that he would live as long as I would. Losing my childhood pet, honestly, one of the hardest things I have ever had to go through. I mourned that dog so much. <laughs> I, he, I just loved that dog more than anything. And so if I am that much of a mess over a dog, you know how much of a mess I would be if someone in my close family or friend group um, I lost. So that's definitely a fear of mine. I hate the fact that you never know what's going to happen. And so I'm a big fan of, you know, making the most of it with the people that you have around you and making sure they know that you care for them. It's just really important because you literally never know what's going to happen. Okay, more on a lighthearted note. So this one I 100% relate to. Um, <laughs> getting chased up the stairs by someone. 
I shit you not, I had a life-sized Barbie doll when I was young. And when I say life-size, it was it was probably about three to four feet. So when I was younger, it was about the same size as me. And I'm sorry, but I am still fully convinced at 26 years old that that thing was possessed. I would run up the stairs because we had a playroom in our basement. I would run up the stairs and I would look back and the Barbie doll would be standing at the bottom of the stairs. And it wasn't there when I was coming upstairs. I shit you not, I still believe this to this day that it was haunted. I would look back and it would be staring at me and I swear I saw it move a few times. <laughs> I'm still traumatized by it. So especially if it's dark and I'm going up the stairs, I run, I book it. And if there's a light that can be on, I will turn it on because I, I just can't deal with it. I'm not necessarily afraid of the dark, but when I'm running up the stairs, I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> So I'm with you on this one. It's absolutely terrifying. And don't ever buy your kids a life-size Barbie doll because they may be possessed and it may traumatize your kid for the rest of their life. Speaking from experience. Okay, this next one, getting arrested for something that I didn't do. Um, again, I 100% agree with this because think about the amount of things that you touch a day, where your fingerprints are. And for my girls that have hair like mine, my hair gets left behind everywhere. I lose so much hair a day. It's amazing that I still have hair on this head, but I shed so much. And so the thought that goes through my mind is I'm at a public area, say I'm at a restaurant or something, and a murder happens. <laughs> and I just happen to be in that area right before the murder happens. So say I'm at a booth, I eat my meal, I leave, the murderer <laughs> comes and sits in that booth and murders someone. My DNA is going to be at that table. Say the murderer gets up and leaves. I'm the only suspect. <laughs> That's the thing that goes through my mind is I would be the only suspect and they would have my DNA. I would be tied to the crime scene and I'd get arrested and go to jail. And that's my fear because it could really happen. You know, I know that's not how they really solve crimes, <laughs> but I've seen enough shows that I, I would know that I would at least get brought in for questioning because if my DNA is at a crime scene, why wouldn't they question me? So that's just kind of a fear that I have. I've always had because I know that that's how things work. So <laughs> I just really don't ever want to go to jail and I don't think I will ever do anything that will get me in jail, <laughs> but if I did have to go, I just would not be able to make it. You guys know this. I talked about it on the Would You Rather episode. I would rather be in a 10-year coma than spend five years in jail. I just can't imagine myself there. And especially going to jail for something you didn't do, kill me. Just straight up kill me right then and there. Okay, next is looking in a mirror while the room is dark. And I think... We, as a generation, us millennials, got traumatized by Bloody Mary because how many of us remember going to sleepovers and telling scary stories or watching that episode of Supernatural where the Bloody Mary thing happens? You say Bloody Mary three times in front of a dark mirror and you basically die. <laughs> so... I was traumatized by that as a kid and I still, 
you wouldn't catch me dead saying Bloody Mary three times in front of a dark mirror because what if it's true? What if it really happens? And that's just something that they were trying to get us to do in this simulation that we call life. I'm getting more and more convinced that we are all just (laughs) in a simulation. And this is one of those things that I'm like, maybe it's something that they want us to think is a myth. Um, so that when we decide to try it, it actually happens and then we're out of luck. So I will never say those words in front of a dark mirror. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm with you on that one. Okay, next is dolls. And I kind of have this same thing. I remember going to a sleepover one year when I was maybe in like fourth or fifth grade. And this girl had so many dolls in her house, and I don't think I slept a single minute that night because I just felt like they were following me everywhere that I go, and their eyes just never would look away. (laughs) It freaks me out. I don't think I own a single doll. Obviously, like, I'm an adult. Why would I? But I know some people, like, hold on to sentimental things that they had as kids. That's just not something that I, (laughs) I had as a kid that I had any attachment to. If anything, I had attachment to like stuffed animals and I'll admit I still have like a stuffed animal that I hold for comfort. So (laughs) like if I need comfort, I have a stuffed animal I'll go to. So I have more emotional ties to those types of things than dolls. I don't really understand the whole doll craze. Like I know my grandma has a case of dolls that she plans on giving us when she passes away and no offense, I just don't want them. (laughs) They're creepy. I just don't get it. Okay, another one is being murdered, which everyone is afraid of that. But I got a few of them, and I think it's interesting that all of them came from women, because women are the ones that are afraid of getting murdered. That's just a fact. I think that this world has traumatized us as women because men are freaking crazy, And I know that there are women out there that have also killed people, but the majority of people that are afraid of being murdered are women because it happens to us more frequently. So ladies, you need to get some pepper spray. You need to get something that you keep on your person. If you're going to be out late at night, don't. (laughs) Don't be out late at night or at least be with a friend. Have something on speed dial, have someone talking to you on the phone, something to keep you safe if you're out late at night alone, because we don't need any of this happening to any of us. It's just insane to me that we even still have to worry about that, but we do. That's the world that we live in. So just protect yourself, ladies, any way that you can. I used to have like a pink pepper spray thing that I kept on my keys. I don't anymore. I need to get a new one. Um, Definitely need to, because I need something. I don't I don't have any sort of weapon that I can keep on me, but I also don't go out late at night. I know that murders can happen during the day too, but that's when I feel the most unsafe is at night. So I don't know. All I'm saying is just find some way to protect yourself. Um, Something happening to my kids is another one that people submitted. Obviously, I don't have kids, so I can't really relate to that one other than my dog. I consider him a child. Every time we go out of town, I'm afraid that something's going to happen to him. So I get that in a sense, but I'm sure when you have kids, it's just like a constant worrying, like hoping nothing bad will happen to them. Um, This one made me laugh and she said moths. (laughs) I'm not personally afraid of moths, but I can see how 
they would be freaky. I'm kind of afraid of birds and not really like birds in general. I just don't like birds flapping. Like I just don't like the flapping noise that birds make when they're flying above your head. That freaks me out. If a bird's just minding its own business on the ground, I'm fine. But I hate the flapping noise. And I'm wondering if that's similar to the moth fear because I also hate that noise that they make when they're creeping up on your light (laughs) and flapping around trying to get their fix. And it is kind of creepy. So maybe that's why you're afraid of moths. But are you actually afraid of the creature or just like the fact that they're in your house? Because I get that. Okay. Um, Long bridges over water. Also not a fan. I have these visions in my head that the bridge will just collapse at any minute and then my fear of drowning kicks in. And I guess the other fear we talked about that I'm not going to try and pronounce again of man-made objects getting submerged also comes in because your car would then be in the river and no one wants that. I try to avoid bridges at all costs. Luckily, we don't really have many in Utah, but yeah, not a good time. I would not recommend. Um, Okay, the last one that we are going to talk about is big snow plows. I understand you, girl. I think that they are terrifying because what if they just slide behind you and then just pick you up in the snow plow and it just it just looks like a recipe for disaster. I know that they're doing their job. They're clearing the the road off. <laughs> I don't know. But they are just big and scary. So I can totally understand that. I haven't seen many snow plows out this winter though because we've only gotten one snowstorm and it was like barely enough to even coat the ground. So haven't really seen them this year. So maybe this is good for you. Maybe this <laughs> is a good year for you. Maybe you should look into moving outside of where there is snow so you don't have to see snow plows. But maybe it's not that big of a fear. It's just they freak you out more than anything. I feel like car accidents are another thing that freak me out. I've only been in one where I was driving and it did take me a while to get comfortable with driving again, especially on the freeway because that's where it happened. Um, So maybe, I don't know, maybe this is similar with snowplow. Maybe something happened that made you afraid of it or maybe you're just afraid of it in general, which is fine too. But that's a funny one. I've never thought of them as being scary. (laughs) Okay, I think that is all that I have for you guys. That went by really quick, but for some reason this episode is pretty long. So I am sorry if yours didn't make the cut. There were a lot that got submitted. I kind of just clustered all of the ones together that were similar and then just picked kind of ones that um, I related to, but this was a good one. I was surprised with the amount of submissions that I got, so thank you for your participation. And as always, I just love talking to you guys. It's just the highlight of my week. I love Wood Wednesdays. I love that you guys are still loving it. And we are coming into the Christmas week next week. So I think what we'll do next week is just kind of do a shorter episode and we'll just kind of talk about holiday traditions. Maybe we'll just go through some traditions that you guys have and what our traditions are and just kind of talk about Christmas in general. Um, And then we'll be back to our normal um, episodes the week after that. But next week's will probably just be kind of short and just fun, just getting ready for Christmas, that kind of stuff. Um, but again, if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, 
It would mean the world to me if you went and gave me a rating and a review. Um, It seriously helps out so much. I know if you listen on Spotify, you can't rate and review, but I still appreciate you just the same. Um, But if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to rate and review. It helps me out a ton. All right, that is all that I have for you guys this week. I hope you have a wonderful week and just hang in there. We are almost to the holiday where we can have some time off and just enjoy ourselves. So hang in there and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks guys, bye.